The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. Good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer, as we join together and meet weekly, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the Sport of Kings. As I am, as usual, watching TVG, watching Meadowlands, the Sockies, the Harness, the Trotters, they are making their way down and right past the half right now. The action is always rolling. March, starting to show signs of spring. And the races are starting to heat up each and every weekend. So you definitely want to stay tuned to that. Eight weeks until the first Saturday in May, or better known as the Kentucky Derby, to players and fans of the sport. I can smell the roses starting to bloom. March rolling right on by. Happy to see it. I'm ready for spring. Tired of the snow. Tired of the winter. It's time to get it back on. Played in Keeneland's monthly contest last uh, last week. And the wagering guys are smiling on me. I qualified for the fourth consecutive time for the Tournament of Champions down there. Nope, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm patting Keeneland. Keeneland does everything first class and tracks all over the country the world, that is, could actually take a hint on how to do things right just by making them a stop on your bucket list. That's right. Before you uh, stop becoming a fan, stop watching the fan altogether and the honeydews take over, put Keeneland on your bucket list of things to do. They do it all right. It's a whole lot of fun. You'll see major players on on the uh, big-time circuits. They ship in for a weekend at Keeneland even during simulcast season. They have two great boutique meets, but coming soon, trust you me, in April. What's happening tonight? Recap of last week's races. We're going to talk about what was happening, who won, where, and when, and why. A little bit of Kentucky Derby tongue, Kentucky Oak Trail business. Some of the biggins. Special guest this week is Hall of Fame rider, Mr. Kenta Sormo. News from the wide, wide world of racing and final furlong handicapping from yours truly. And we got a lot to get going on, so let's get it on and let's make things happen. Let's talk about the biggins. Friday, March 5th, there were 150 total of them with Sunland Park Race 11. Topping the key was $9,582 worth of Superfecta box in the 11th race of Sunland Park. Pretty good shooting for little Sunland. Saturday, March 6th, 112 total biggins. Charlestown race number nine, Superfecta, leads the pack $23,006.40. Don't forget those four dimes. Sunday, March 7th, 94, Biggins. Remington Park, race number nine, Superfecta, 
Monday, March 8th, 26 total biggins. Fairgrounds, race four, a super effective key, 26,834.80. Pretty good shooting there. Tuesday, March 9th, 30 total biggins. Sunland Park, race five, a super effective key, 2,335.80. And I'd be remiss not to mention Hawthorne right behind it. Race eight, a super effective, 2,322.80. Just a matter of a few bucks separate the two. And then we go into Wednesday, March 10th, 50 total biggins. Santa Anita Race 8, Superfecta Key, 4,837 big ones. Oakland Race 4 on Thursday, March 11th, 1,511.20. Not too shabby. Hey, take a listen to some of these here. They, uh, just right off the top of the scroll here. Fairgrounds, March 8th, there was a Superfecta Key, 26,834.80. Charlie Town, March 6th, a super key, $23,006.40. And Delta Downs, Sweet Cajun Land, March 6th, a superfecta, $15,889.80. That is pure out getting it done. Those are some big ones there. If you don't like those, you won't like much. That, I can assure you. You need to check out the site. It's easy to use for the novice and the hardcore handicapper. I think you'll find a little bit for everybody. Check it out. The results do not change to coincide with the, the predictions, or the predictions do not change to coincide with the results. I think you knew what I meant. I think so. I might have confused myself on that one, but they do not change. You can actually go back and see what was predicted, good, bad, or indifferent. It's out there, and you can check it out yourself. It's going to be some major, major overhauling, but I'm not going to let it out before the guys let me know. It'll be some major overhauling. going to look good. It's only going to serve you better, the player. Make it easier, fan-friendly, cool-looking. site's pretty sharp as is, but I think they've got plans for the future. That means they're going to be around. I definitely hope I will be there to be picking winners with you on the site because they're biggins. They're telling the truth. Let's do a little recap last week. Aqueduct, March 6th, the Freddy Cabe Cabasella. Winners of three, Castaneda, Jorge Chavez in the Irons, wins by three. Lengths uncontested on the lead, 14-20 to win for Gary Contessa. The Toboggan Stakes, grade three, winners of four, Wall Street Wonder, Channing Hill in the Irons, wins by a dirty neck, 470 to win for John Terranova. And then we go on the Gotham, a grade three a mile and a 16th on the inner track, Winners, the Invader, the four, awesome acts. Julian Peru stepping onto the Derby Trail here. Winning by a length and a quarter, very impressive indeed. Traffic in the turn and clear paint, 770 to win for Jeremy Nasita. Fairgrounds, race number three, the Sarah Lane Oats Stakes. About one mile on the turf, winners of seven. Ladies are bridge. John Asinto in the irons, winning by seven and three-quarter lengths. Seven wide down the lane. I went back and watched this race, ridden out. 1260 for Edward Johnston. Fairgrounds, the Gentilly Stakes, a mile and a 16th on the turf. Winners of the seven-tenths is Gad. John Asinto again wins by two lengths. Having a nice little weekend indeed there. Five wide once again. I think he's taking the married man route. That's what they call when you see riders just swinging way, way wide. That or he's just circling a bunch of horses or just running in the same spot. But Texas Capain, 1040 to win for Steve Garber. Congratulations, Mr. Asinto. Very nice weekend. 
Gulfstream Park, race seven, the Here Comes the Bride, grade three, a mile and eighth on the turf. Winner number eight, Concord Kid, Rajiv Mara, wins by a half of a length, lasting on the rail, pay an 18.20 to win for John Kimmel. Race number nine, Gulfstream, the Palm Beach Stakes, a grade three, a mile and eighth on the turf. Patty O'Prado, Jesus Castanon, wins by two and a half lengths. Rail, it drew clear, paying 17.20 for Dale Romans. This is one I'm going to take a little bit of a pat on. If you go back two races ago, Patty O'Prado came out of the 12 hole, and you can see that it was a workout. And when I say a workout, they're just working out the final kinks. They're getting Patio Prado tight, ready. Jesus guessing on man of the hour. This time they're coming up the old rail, up the old hoop. Coming right out of the one hole. A little different than coming out of the 12 hole, having to circle all that action. Patio Prado as a maiden was running in graded stakes up and down the ladder. Patio Prado rewarded me handsomely, 17-20 to win for Dale Romans. Incredible trainer there. Oakland, race number seven, the Razorback, grade three, a mile and 16th. Winner number four, Win Willie. Win Willie with Mr. Barry aboard. And you always see him winning there and down at Oakland and and I say Oakland and Remington and got everywhere he saddles up. Monty Barry, that is. Three and three-quarter lengths early, steadied willingly. 740 to win from McLean Robertson. Oakland race number nine, the Azari Stakes, grade three, a mile and 16th on the dirt. Winner number one, Freedom Star, Calvin Borrell. That's right, Borrell. Three and three-quarter lengths relaxed and rebroke. That's what we want to hear, 760 to win for Bullet Bob Baffert. Race number six is Santa Anita, the Pasadena Stakes, one mile on the turf. Winner is a seven, make music for me, Mikey Smith aboard, wins by a length. Four wide in the stretch, paint 1540 for Alex Barbara. The Sham Stakes, race number seven is Santa Anita, grade three, mile and an eighth in the all-weather. Winner is the 10, Alfie's Bet. Alex Solis in the irons by two and a quarter lengths. Four wide into the lane and clear, $19 even for Alex Barbara. Very nice. Love it when you double them up. Santa Anita, race eight, Santa Anita Oaks, grade one, a mile and a sixteenth on the all-weather. Winner is the two, Crisp. Joel Rosario wins by a neck. Listen to this, a neck, a neck, a neck. They're right there. Blind luck, the overwhelming favorite. Late surge between foes comes up a little shy. Was closing like gangbusters, but I think they got out just what they wanted out of blind luck. And this three-year-old filly, uh, very nice indeed. But nothing taken away from Chris whatsoever. Joel Rosario did a little race riding down the lane, holding off all due, and then blind luck finishing third. It, it was a... You could throw a blanket over them. They were just rocking and rolling down the lane for John Sadler. Santa Anita, race number nine, the Frank Kilbro Mile. Proviso, the eight, Mike Smith aboard. A dirty nose. Boy, did I have this one, and I was, oh, I didn't think I got up. I hope you did. Right with me. Split foes and rallied up. 11.40 to one for Billy Mott. See, Billy's not just uh, stuck on the uh, Kentucky-Florida circuit. He heads out west. He heads up north. He heads down south. Doesn't matter. Santa Anita race 10. Santa Anita handicap. Grade 1. Amount a quarter. Winner number 13. Miss remembered. Martin Garcia in the irons. Wins by a half a length bid. Led clear and held him at bay. Paying 1080 to win. Four. You got it. Book of Bob Baffert. King of California. 
Tampa Bay Downs race number seven, the Challenger Stakes, mile 16th on the dirt. Winners of seven, bold start, Willie Martinez, or as there, there was a, a young lady. She was beautiful, and she was very, very smart. I mean, she was really, really smart, but she was funny. And she called him Martinez, and he had to correct her during an interview one time. It's Martinez, not Martinez. What'd she do? She said, congratulations, Mr. Martinez. Well, Mr. Martinez wins by four and a quarter lengths to pay 1080 for Kenny McPeak down at Tampa Bay. Very nice, Ken. Turfway Park, race number nine, the Wintergreen Stakes, $50,000 up for grabs. Winner is the five, Rinterville, Ben Creed, graduate, Chris McCarran's Racing Academy, two and a quarter lengths. Ben Creed on fire, pulled, cleared, and held straight, 880 to win. Eric Reed, whoo, both of them have been guests here on Winning Ponies. Well, it's time to head out to our first break, and when we return, we will be talking with this week's special guest of the week, hopefully to be Hall of Fame rider, Mr. Ken DeSormo, here on Winning Ponies. Passing out hundred dollar bills, and it kills, and it thrills, like the horns on my Silverado grill. And I buy the bar, double round the crown, and everybody's getting down in this town. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip 
from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I am your host, Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking the time each and every week as we tune in, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the Sport of Kings racing and everything racing-oriented. Ken Sormo is due to call in, and we are trying there. My man Dion is on the board. Joining us right now is my compadre, the man, the myth, the legend, the president of the Turf Publicists of America, publicity director, artist, Photographer, Mr. John Engelhardt. Johnny, are you on? I am on. I know uh, I, I'm the same height as Kent DeSormo, but I got about 80 pounds on him. <laughs> but it's only in the brain, though, John. I mean, everything's good there. Did, wait a minute. Did I leave anything out that you actually did? Uh, you left a lot of things out, but we don't have enough time on the Winning Ponies <laughs> Airwaves to go that deep. But uh, pleasure you, to talk to you. you I love the show. pat yourself on the back there, my friend? Uh, it, 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 it hurts too much. <laughs> Johnny, you've been on before, and and most definitely never, never a voice that we always have. Your, your voice uh, and your name gets uh, mentioned about every other show, no matter who we have on. It seems like uh, you're kind of like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That's where, right. Where it always kind of leads back to John Engelhardt, how many got started in the game. John, just uh, just a real little quick bio, a little reminder for our listeners out there about how you got started in the game of racing and the many offices that you hold. Uh, well, basically, you know, racing for me was really always a family affair. Ed. I grew up in upstate New York. My brother Bob worked at Saratoga. I would go up as a little kid and help run his bets because he, as a white cap in the clubhouse, couldn't, you know, go to the window. And uh, just uh, got a love for it, started bringing my brownie camera to the track, taking pictures of the likes of Braulio Beza and uh, Bill Shoemaker, Manny Yakaza, and I just uh, was enamored by the sport. Of course, starting at Saratoga is not a bad way to go. Uh, it, it gets in your blood. My family, we would, we would have uh, the Traverse Stakes was a, a, what we call the Holy Race of Obligation, uh, where we would all show up. It became our kind of uh, you know, uh, family reunion every year. And then I j- it just kind of carried over into adulthood. Uh, you know, started coming to River Downs after I graduated from the University of Dayton. And one thing led to another. I got to be good friends with uh, a track announcer extraordinaire, Kevin Gomer, and uh, landed in the publicity department, and uh, the rest is history. And I hear you work with a really, really great guy in your office. I do. As a matter of fact, uh, his name's Ed Meyer. He's another life lifer, shall we say? <laughs> yep, we are. We are sentenced to light to uh, a labor of love. And actually, John and I work closely together. I've learned quite a bit from John over the years that I've had there. Handy. It seems like uh, we're almost married. We almost handicap alike now. We've done radio together, and uh, having him on as a guest is always an honor and a pleasure. Johnny, big weekend tune-up, Rachel Zenyatta, prepare. In your opinion, uh, TPA president talking now, is this the current day Seabiscuit Man of War that we're looking at here? 
You know, I, I, I'd have to say it is, and I can only pray uh, that, it, that it develops in, into a great rivalry. Uh, I, I, I hope it's a photo finish when they finally meet, and these two chase each other from coast to coast on different surfaces at different tracks for the rest of the year. You know, it's really served a stir. I mean, uh, you saw the other day I got an envelope from the, the convention bureau in uh, you know, Hot Springs uh, who put together the Zenyatta Rachel cards. They had people lined up around the block to get them at the Visitors Bureau. I mean, you know, they're really starting to bring, you know, race fans out from the, from the normal person. Uh, when I say that, we're normal, too. You get that. But, but you know what I mean. I mean, the, I casual, exactly mean. the casual race goers all of a sudden had their attention caught, and it's like, wow, this has turned out to be a, a, a great rivalry. And, well, it hasn't yet, but I think it will. And uh, it, it's exciting. I mean, as you know, uh, as a person that, you know, scans the, the Internet every day, it's, it, it's the buzz from, from every professional person out there and this is going to be a you know just a, a super weekend for the for the race goers uh I, I i think you know you're going to see obviously rachel's going to be in the uh first running of the new orleans ladies they put up two hundred thousand dollars to get her out of her stall and then uh uh, we're going to see Zenyatta in the Santa Margarita, which is a grade one quarter million dollars. Uh, they're both taking two different ways to meet each other. Looks to me like, though, between the two, I, I, I got a feeling Rachel's is a little bit more of a walkover, but Zenyatta might have her work cut out for her. Don't you dare try to get away with that because we're going to hold your feet to the fire and make you actually go on record with handicapping it because you're quite the handicapper, John Engelhardt. I have to ask you, uh, regular guy show it happens at river downs it happens each and every summer how many summers how long has it been going on what are the goals and by the way you were mentioned in the best in tv handicapping this year well, thank you very much. Yes, the Thoroughbred Times poll, I was nominated. I think I finished fifth or sixth, but I was picked by the editor, Ed DeRosa, which uh, I was you know, re- really complimented by that. Uh, for anybody that gets, sees the, the River Down signal, as you can see, I take kind of a lighthearted approach to handicapping. I'm kind of like your friend at the racetrack. A lot of times my good friend Ed Meyer sitting next to me, but I try to bring people into the game from all different levels. I've had you know, uh, ex-riders. I've had people like uh, Marty McGee. Uh, you know, Tom Lamara, people that I know of have been on your show uh, who, are, who are experts in the field, uh, Jenny Reese, an Eclipse Award-winning writer. Um, but I also bring in, you know, Joe from the Grandstand will, will come down. Uh, Father Frank Niehaus, Catholic priest that says Mass in the Grandstand every Sunday. Uh, try to bring in a, a variety of people to show everybody that, hey, let's take some of the mystique away from this sport and have some fun with it. And uh, while we're you know, supposedly giving you out our selections. Let's show you how we came to this selection. And we do that by way of showing video of, of race replays, and we do that by way of overhead projection, showing people stats and where they can find information uh, to handicap with. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think uh, I'm going into my 10th year. It's been a great run and lots of fun. You know, you made mention only 10 years. It seems, it seems longer because it's been an educational uh, forum, John, and, and in my opinion, I, I I started watching, and every time it popped up, I always and and and, and I'm just chattering what every what's Engelhart got to say? Who's he got on there? Because you have an overhead projector that's actually down on your daily racing form there, and you can actually scan it. That's your sponsor, and they you know they they respectfully take care of you each and every every summer because they see the value that you actually bring to the table here. Before the 10 years of this, you were actually involved in, 
in another uh, racing uh, show that was actually on TV here locally. Yeah, I did an eight-year run on a show called The Stretch Run, which aired on the ABC affiliate, uh, which is uh, Channel 9 here in Cincinnati at the time. And uh, it was great. Uh, it was the brainchild of Kevin Gomer, and little did I know I was going to end up being the videographer, co-host, uh, <laughs> writer, and producer of the show uh, while he called races in the afternoon. And it was great because we broke it up in segments. We started out with local racing and showed you what happened last week. Uh, then we would go to a national segment. Uh, then we would go to a question and answer that I think most people really enjoyed the feature segment. I had trainers tell me that they learned stuff from that. And uh, then we would ride the show up with what was what they were going to see at the races that afternoon. And we'd tease, you know, whatever our stakes races were. And also we would try to bring about, you know, a national awareness and, and tell them, hey, don't forget, you know, there's, there's a, you know, the Santa Margarita is going to be run this afternoon and, you know, catch that race. So it was kind of a nice blend of, of, of uh, a learning experience and seeing local and national racing uh, for a half an hour on television, and we planned it out so by the time the show was over, you could get in your car and still make it to post time. You know, that's always, you know what, there's nothing more important than making it for post time. You remember how important it once upon a time was to be there for the early daily double, and now there's a plethora of wagers, the rolling double, the pick threes, pick fours, and when you're actually, uh, if you're betting an OTB parlor from, uh, you know, Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon, you can actually see the regular guys show, and it's up and about, and there's a lot of educational value there's a lot of fun to be had, and we kind of poke a little bit of fun. The only, the only uh, thing we take serious, actually, is the, uh, is, is the racing aspect and, uh, and actually the selections there in the race. But, you know, no, there is no competition. There's no you versus I or you versus uh, Father Niehaus. So, uh, you know, he's, he's a terrific man, a w- wonderful human being, and just, just does a, an, an incredible job stomping. I mean, uh, I didn't mean to say stomping you, but uh, he's, he has one heck of a time on there. John We've got connections I don't have, as you know. You know, uh, both both uh, upward and on the backstretch. So, but I will say this: that sometimes, uh, you know, in, in, def- in defense of myself, uh, I will shamelessly say, uh, Stevens Christ in his blog last week showed that River Downs is the third track, third highest track in the country for producing favorites, 42% favorites. So for those of you out there going, ah, friggin' Angle Hard, all he gives out is favorites, well, 42% of them babies come in. You know what? If you do anything 42% of the time, you're supposed to get a raise if it was in baseball. Hey, man, we're going to uh, roll this in together into a big burrito and take it to the boss. <laughs> I like that, man. We're betting 420. Hell, we ought to be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. It, it, it just gets better and better, and, and I love it. John, and I hope it's getting better, and on this note, the state of Ohio racing, what can we expect in your opinion? You know, Ed, it's a jigsaw puzzle right now. Uh, it, the state abounds uh, with, with, with rumors and scenarios um, uh, because we're just the future is unknown. It's like uh, very much like Kentucky, the legislature is trying to see if we can get VLTs put in racetracks. Uh, we've had uh, numerous roadblocks put up, and when you connect the dots, it seems to appear to connect right back to the competition uh, that surrounds our state borders. I mean, you wouldn't want to build a Wendy's next to your McDonald's. So I see where they're coming from. I'm not crazy about the way they're going around it, because in doing so, it looks like they're going to sink an amazing historic agricultural industry um, in, in the process. So hopefully... The powers that be will see that uh, while it may just be a Band-Aid, it certainly 
can can help the racing industry, and we'll be able to compete on a level playing field with uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. You know that 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 have uh, other forms of legalized gambling. So we'd love to have it here. Uh, it may well be on a ballot here in Ohio shortly. Uh, hopefully, the people out there will realize that there's a lot more connected to it than the arm of a slot machine. Uh, there is the agricultural industry that's attached to to thoroughbred racing, unlike a, a casino where the money stays within that that four area, four square area. You know, this area, it's just like you, dr- you drop a, a stone in a pond and, and racing just goes out and out and out, uh, not only in jobs, but in uh, real estate and in the, in the farming industry and the breeding industry. Um, there's so much that keeps the sport alive. The impact is, is awesome. There are many branches to this tree, and it just goes up and out, as you alluded to. John, uh, someone asked me a question the other day, and they said, uh, just exactly to what you brought up, you know, if you get slot machines, VLTs, gaming, alternative gaming, is this the Band-Aid that, that is going to fix all? My answer to them was actually no, but it allows us time and monies to actually properly market, advertise, and prepare for the future and allow racing to grow and flourish to once where it was. Yeah, I mean, all, all, all we're looking for is, is a chance to, to compete with the surrounding states where we're not asking Obama for money, we're not asking the state for money, we're just saying give us permission to compete. We're not asking for a handout or anything, and they're going to get 50% of the gravy off the top. You know, I, it's just it's a win-win for the state. Uh, you know, it's a win-win for, for racing and for, uh, you know, the, the seven racetracks to help survive here in Ohio. And, you know, Speaking about a winner, I just looked up on TVG and I saw a winner. A friend of yours by the name of Mace, Gold Mace, wins and pays twenty-one sixty. I know you had about fifty to win on that one. Yeah, uh, hunch bet of the day. My my good buddy from Syracuse, New York. As a matter of fact, right now I don't know if you know it or not. I'm in training for uh, St. Patrick's Day. I have a, an imported I have an imported harp in front of me, and I'm watching Notre Dame play. <laughs> how closer to how closer to, to God could you possibly be, John? Uh, gosh and be God, I don't know, but I'm feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> That's my boy, and, I, and I'd be disappointed if we didn't. But I'm going to press your feet right to the fire, and we're going to start in the seventh race of Santa Anita, the mile and an eighth grade one Santa Margarita Invitational Handicap out at Santa Anita. And it goes off 640 on Saturday. Well, you know, we talked about this off the air, Ed. It sets up as a really bizarre race because most of the horses in there mirror Zenyatta. Uh, I guess the question mark horse might be this Grissom Castle uh, that's been racing over in England uh, that, that shows that, uh, you know, in, in its race it had a tad of early foot. Uh, maybe the power of voodoo will, will, will go with it and set some pace. But, you know, what does Zenyatta do if nobody sets a pace with her? The only one there that it looks like can jump out is Made for Magic, just with middle speed, with the lack thereof, which will become the overwhelming dominating speed. But, but if you start just from the route, Dance to My Tune, a big closer, Pretty Catherine, Made for Magic has the speed, pretty unusual, striking dancer, all closers, John. In fact, if Power of Voodoo is your ladder to, this is a 16-year-old apprentice who's one for one, now riding in a grade one race. Now, I'm not sliding his abilities, and I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he wins the Eclipse. But we also have a 16-year-old apprentice, and they do make mistakes. So, I mean, this is not just a walkover for Zenyatta. I see of these two races, 
this one being a little tougher. Well, you know, again, when, when was the last time that you saw a horse spotting a horse almost 20 pounds? I mean, you've got to go back to the days of forego. How true. And, uh, Power you know, of Voodoo gets in with 108. I started thinking of Bill Shoemaker. You know, oh, oh, Bill Shoemaker and Forgo, that famous quote. Oh, Do you remember I, that? It, well, I'm starting to think of all the pounds that, uh, it, what was it, the Marlboro Handicap that he uh, that he gave away? How many pounds was it? Uh, you'll know right off the top here. Well, well, I think he toted like uh, something like 138. and should, he, won, he won the race. I believe it was Foolish Pleasure he beat. And, and, a, and a sportsman went up to him and he said, said uh, Mr. Shoemaker, what's the hardest part about riding Forgo? And he looked at him and he said, <laughs> Taking the saddle off. Because <laughs> you only weighed about 98 pounds. And if this horse was toting 38, you know, he was pulling about half his weight off the top of that animal. And he, and he had to have a boost up to get that. Okay, John, we've got that one written in the books. We wish Zenyatta nothing but the best of luck. Post time 640 for the Santa Margarita. Tenth of Fairgrounds, your old stomping grounds. One mile and a sixteenth in New Orleans. Lady, $200,000 up for grabs. It's Rachel's turn, John. What do you think? Well, again, you know, just while we're on the topic of weight, uh, the way these conditions of this race set up, there's really not much of an advantage. She totes 123. The lowest other uh, filly or mare in there goes goes to 117. I just don't see anybody in here that, that has the uh, experience or conditioning uh, you know, I'll, you know, obviously Zardana, you know, has uh, great ex- to experience and is trained by John Sheriffs. As you know, he trains a nice little horse on the West Coast by the name of Zenyatta. Uh, <laughs> it would be pretty weird if he if he upset the horse with this Brazilian bread. But um, I just think it, uh, it, it, it this is just a sheer prep for Rachel. I think the the race can set up with her. There's there's a little bit of speed in there, you know, that 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 she can run after. I don't see any big closing threat uh, other than Unforgotten as a long shot. Um, I, I think it's it's Rachel Alexander all the way. I I concur. I, I think Rachel just I'm not going to say destroy, but just decimate this field just with sheer class. You know something that kind of caught my eye is the four year old filly on the outside, clear sailing, uh, packing one seventeen three for three at fairgrounds with Shane Sellers aboard. It looks like this filly is uh, aching for a little more ground. Uh, I. I'm sure that she can't read the racing form nor see her odds, but I, I'm sure that Shane will be actually, he's playing his, uh, his trade very well back down in Louisiana, and uh, we'll be chasing Rachel with all, all that she's got. But I see Rachel just, uh, just having a field day here in Calvin Burrell, uh, just uh, just wrapping up. I, I hope they both just come out safely because we're really looking forward. I think racing is looking forward to, uh, to what's going on with uh, what's going to happen in the Apple Blossom, John. You know, my question is, what is the nearest hotel room to Hot Springs you could get on April 9th? <laughs> It'd be somewhere near St. Louis. <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if, if these two both come out with, with authoritative wins, it's just going to be fantastic for the game. And my hat's off to Charles Sella. This guy's taking money out of his own pocket and putting it on the table and saying, hey, I'm going to make history at Oaklawn Park. Uh, you know, it's, it's a bold move. It's very sportsmanlike, just as it is sportsmanlike for, for all of the connections of these two horses to continue racing them as, as older horses. All right, I pressed your feet to the flames. We've learned a bit about you. We know what you do at River Downs and professionally and some of the many hats that you wear. And as a man that, that works with you, I, I see that uh, you bring a lot to the table professionally 
and for the fan and the player. John, what advice do you have to give for the years of experience and for, the, as I said, the many offices that you hold? What advice do you give from all of that experience to those who would seek a career in racing? Well, uh, to seek a career in racing, uh, you've, you, you've heard the adage, you've got to be on the bench to get in the game. You know, uh, volunteer, be around, uh, intern if you can. You know, you've got to get yourself uh, active in the sport at any level. And then all of a sudden, you know, one day somebody's going to graduate and go on to another track or whatever because this is a cyclical business, and, and you're going to be on the bench and you're going to get called into the game. But, you know, there's a lot of different levels of which, you know, what you would get into racing. What I want is for the people that are taking the time to, to listen to Winning Ponies right now to do one thing to be an ambassador. What we need is we need you folks to take one friend, one buddy, sometime in the near future to the races, to live racing, and show them what you know, teach them a little bit about the game, have some fun that day, and let them get exposed to our sport because that's the whole thing at you don't do it at an OTB parlor, you don't you don't really uh, you know you don't do it through uh, you know, uh, looking at a computer screen. If you can get somebody to come to the races and and appreciate this game live for the sport that it is, I think that that's the best first step we can get uh, for for bringing people to racing, for get, stimulating somebody that would want a career in racing. But the main thing is, is the people that are listening to you right now have the power to help us. I can agree with you more. And you know what? I, I'm probably going to get a sock in the eye for this one, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. I'm going to quote a very good friend of mine. I was in college about 300 years ago, and we had to do a, a Speech 101 class, and I did mine on how to read the racing program. And I ended it up with quoting a very wise man of bet with your head and not over it. Does that stick with you? <laughs> As you know, that's how I used to close out the Buckeye Racing Report here. And the whole thing is, is that's it, you know. You stay within your means. You can have a fun time at this game. The great thing about our sport versus, like, a casino is you can go to a casino, and in 15 minutes, you know, 200 bucks can be out of your pocket, and then what do you do? You know, here it's a day-long social event that's cerebral, that challenges you to make a decision, and instead of you just sitting in the, you know, uh, ballpark watching, somebody else play you become a part of the game it's, it's beautiful that's what i love about this sport is every single person there that puts a dollar through the window is now part of the game the sights the smells the pageantry the it doesn't matter what level racing they're on it's always exciting and river downs is one of the most picturesque tracks around i think we're spoiled because uh we're just so used to it and uh, i don't think there's a day that uh, as i often say that my key touches the door that i regret where i'm at John, I'd like to take you take the time to thank you for uh, for stepping up to be here as usual. You've been there for me uh, since day one, and uh, you've corrected me when I was on the air. You've corrected me uh, now, and uh, and you've uh, you've been nothing but a wealth of support and help. And and, uh, and on behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for taking your time away from the Notre Dame game and your harp getting cold. Never turned it off the TV, Ed. Don't worry about it. Right now, Notre Dame's up about uh, nine points over Pitt, if anybody's listening. And my wings are ready at AJ's Roadhouse, so I got to go. John, thanks so much for your time. See you, Ed. Bye. Take care. John Engelhard, president of the Turp Publicists of America, publicity director River Downs, and man of racing extraordinaire wears many hats. Well, it is time to head into a break. When we return, we're going to be coming back. We're going to have news from the world of racing and final furlong handicapping here on Winnie Ponies. I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she 
ain't messing with no broke niggas. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke niggas. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking the time to tune in each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, as we talk about the sport of kings. Kent Sormo unable to make it last second cancellation, but that's what happens, boys and girls, when you're shooting for the top rung players. Occasionally, things happen in their life. Uh, when you're uh, when you're stabled somewhere with your family and you're riding in another place, it does happen. But we try to keep that to a minimum, and uh, that, I promise you, is always going to be a minimum. And the apology was out there, and we'll have him on, on a different segment. That you can always bet on. But there's somebody else I want to talk to here. He's a gentleman. He actually actually is one of the, the better handicappers and uses the Winning Ponies methodology, predictions, magic, mojo, whatever you want to call it. Steve from Union, Kentucky. Steve, are you there? I am indeed, Ed. How are you doing? 
I'm doing very well, sir. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy schedule. Uh, enjoyed uh, chatting with you a bit, uh, and I mucho enjoyed the story here. Steve, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I'm, I don't think I can do it justice by even beginning. Try to encapsulate your story here. That when I read it, I've read it about ten times, and I've read it to two people in the office. Please encapsulate uh, uh, your story that you actually sent me by email, if you can. Well, last weekend, uh, Friday night, went to Turfway Park with my wife. Now she's really got the racing thing figured out. I I pay for her bets. She keeps <laughs> all the winnings, and, and and my return is I don't get any grief for going to the track. Fair uh, trade off. Yeah, it is. And Very fair. I make a few small bets for her during the week and give her the proceeds and, and don't don't deduct the losses from that. So she's really happy. You know, here's 20 bucks, here's 10 bucks, here's 15 bucks. So I, I looked at the card at Turfway last Friday, and it, it looked pretty chalky and uh, whatever. She's, oh, I want to go to the track. So we went out, and i got to tell you, Winning Ponies had the best day, eight of the 12 races were won by first time start or by the the top pick not the tier 1 picks the top pick 8 of the 12 and, and that's, that's incredible just, that that's that's amazing uh, you know i figured it out if you'd have bet two across on the top pick in all of the 12 races you'd have come out over 60 bucks ahead or do like i like to do 3 dollars win in place you'd have come out 90 bucks ahead and, and that's just that's just taking that's a, money. That's a whole lot of fun, and yeah, they're taking a lot of the guesswork out and and a lot of the homework out. I mean, you're a gentleman, you're a professional in your life, and and yet you do not, you know, have the time as some of us uh, track scallywags, where you know we we get to read all day long and look on the internet and do as such. You have to actually work and intend as such. But you know, I found for me, winning ponies has has given me a little bit of an edge as a handicapper. It's it's reminded me a lot. And it's actually helped me break down. The tier levels have actually allowed me to break it down when I'm handicapping. So I've, I've already got a mental picture before I even pick up any type of uh, publication uh, because I can get it 72 hours in advance. Not that I'm special. It's just because <laughs> I, I know a few folks that can get it to me early, programs and such. And before I even handicap, I've already got a sketch of what they want to do. Well, I, I want that deal. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I can do that. I, I can do that. And, you know, I was reading on here. And, and I, I rudely interrupt you, and I apologize. And you don't get any grief, which is terrific, because you're the only man in America that actually does not get any grief, which I love it. I love it. You cash some tickets. And I love it at the end about your lessons. And it says, Friday was a winner. Didn't mean squat on Saturday. Got to learn when enough is enough. And my yeah. new rule is the first time Ben Franklin shows up in my pocket, I'm out of there. It, exactly. I mean, Walked out of Turfway Friday with over 100 bucks. Lost not all of it, but quite a bit of it on Saturday. You know, Sunday went in. You know, first race at Turfway, had the winner, had a little 10-cent super. Looked up at the board. Gulfstream's got four horses at, at over 50 to 1. Three of them were at 99 to 1, and that's as, as far as the board goes. And so it's like they've got dollar betting, which I love, and I wish more tracks did that. Note to... to River Downs and Turfway, please do that. Tur or Turfway used to do that on Friday. They quit. Anyway, one of them won, and it turned out it came uh, went off at 163.5 to 1. And, uh, God, I, I walked out of that, that one race with over 200 bucks, 
some dollars. So that's pretty. So what? I'm done for the day. <laughs> what, what more? You know, I, I had a I have a pal. Now you know I go out with uh, I. I you know, I'm I'm budgeting for my family here, and I'm walking out there, and you know I've got X amount of dollars to play with, and he has quite a bit more, and he'll ask me, he'll say, when do you stop? And I said, well, if I can get two times my bankroll, three times my bankroll, you know what? It's about time to roll it up, roll the carpet right. up, and enjoy the races. Maybe stick around and watch a few. But when you alluded to, you know, when you get to the hundred dollar bill, now yeah. I know. I shouldn't say that is an on one race. That yeah. you you make more than that during the week, but this is fun and this is your entertainment dollar. And winning ponies has actually helped you to you know to to sharpen your skills and and hone your skills there. But when you get to a certain amount, you've had enough. Yeah, I mean, why why risk fate? It's money management to the umpteenth power. It's personified. It's actually putting it into works. And, and so many people talk about needing money management and uh, their skills to actually be, uh, to, to be sharpened on that. So many times I've had so many pals, friends, and acquaintances, you know, they, they, they get lucky. And we're, we're going to say they get $100 up. They now think tonight is their night of all night. Yeah. And they blow it all back. You got that right. And, and it, it happens. And at the end of the night, they're looking at me and it's like, what the what hell happened? happened? Yeah. I got hit by a truck. And it's like, well, man, you just didn't pull up enough. You just, you just, when was it going to be enough? Now, and, we just use a $100 bill just, I mean, it could be 1000 It could be 10000 right. It could be 10 bucks. But when is enough enough? And I think, you know, when you actually have some data in hand that, that allows you to kind of refocus your thinking, and you don't have to bet five hundred dollars when a horse pays that kind of money my goodness i know i mean it's like tomorrow night i'm looking at the card at turfway there's four races that i'm going to bet and i'm going to leave the rest of them alone may i ask have you done your homework yet or are you still in the still in the process i i have done my homework I, i'm looking at the turfway card tomorrow night there's two first time starters uh that that are the only tier ones i always give those a shot Okay, and Winning Ponies, by the way, the folks there, great guys, by the way, great guys. Yeah, they are. They actually alluded to that you've done well with a lot of your first-time starters at a, at a very handsome price. Oh, big time. You know, race two tomorrow night, you've got a, a 10-to-1 morning line. That's, that's the only first-time or only tier one. Um, I'm going to put some money on that. You better believe it. Mm, I like it. You better believe it. I, I'm I'm all aboard. So it's five thirty oh. post Eastern time. So, yeah, we, so we get you better believe it ten to oh, one. I'm, so we've Devil's, got a Devil's bargain is the name. You better believe it. I'm going to bet on it. Oh, well. <laughs> excuse me. I was going to say yeah. you better believe it. That's an easy one for me. Yeah. Now now race four. There there's another first time starter, Tura Luri, but I think the the crowd's got the uh, the idea on that because it's going off at three to one. You know, if you sell eight dollars on the ground, wouldn't you pick it up? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> In a heartbeat. <laughs> In a heartbeat. If I can find eight bucks on the ground ten times a day, I don't know if I'm going to go to work the very next day. And, and you know, at at uh, at the the winning pony thing, it, it looks like it's about a, a ten length winner. It's, it's fifty nine points, and the the second place horse is rated at forty nine. So you know that that's good for probably a twenty dollar win place. That's that's very solid, and you know I, I love their speed ratings. You know they've got an actual speed rating for the race, the last three, and I even love it, especially for turf racing, because they have their own proprietary. 
turf numbers. I mean, they're not based on, oh. we'll just say, the daily racing form or an equal-based program, but they actually have one for the race, one for the last three to kind of give you a little perspective, and then one for if it's on for turf. turf. And, and that's why I love River Downs. Oh, and I'll tell you what, they, quoting Lafitte Pinkai, now I know you're going to say, oh, Ed, you're, you're just full of baloney. No, it's the best turf course in America. Lafitte Pinkai said that when yeah, Budweiser race there, he said, as, as he, as he uh, you know, was carrying his tack up, he said, that was one of the best courses I've ever ridden on. And it, we, know, we know he's been around quite a bit. It's beautiful. The racing's great. You have a great time there. River Downs is a, is a jewel. It's kind of a kind of a hidden jewel. You know what? We're going to add that to the bucket list. I mentioned Keeneland earlier in the show uh, because they just do everything right at Keeneland, oh, sure and, and they do customer wait. service personified. And uh, I think we could all learn a lot from Keeneland. But you know, Little River Downs—they're that—they're that hidden pearl, aren't they? They sure are. Steve, I'm going to press your feet to the fire. You, you've given us uh, given us a few horses this weekend. We have a big matchup in the seventh race in the Santa Margarita, and that is when Zenyatta comes back. Do you see Zenyatta just walking over that field, going a mile and an eighth? Uh, I don't know about walking over. Well, yeah, I think so. I, 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 I don't see that horse losing at all. I mean, that that's – and I can't wait for the matchup against uh, Rachel Alexandra. Uh, you know, it, my hope – my hope and my fingers are really crossed on this one that they both come out healthy and 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 stock ready. In in of the two races, I don't know if you've had had an opportunity to take a peek. I think Zenyatta is facing the tougher race of the two. Actually, spotting the field. Oh sure, uh, uh, spotting the field a, a ton of weight. One twenty-seven. You see some in there. The sixteen-year-old yeah, like one hundred eight or did I hear? 108, I think, one of the horses has. 108, Tyler Kaplan, the 16-year-old apprentice. I mean, you're almost spotting 20 pounds. That is incredible. It's, I, there's only one thing that really will stop a train other than a train wreck, and that's weight. Yeah. And, you know, Zenyatta is, uh, you know, it, it is her track, and it's her race to lose, and, and I see her, her having the tougher of the two. But, but down at Fairgrounds in the New Orleans Ladies, Rachel Alexander, Calvin Burrell, you know, they're teaming up. They're one-for-one at Fairgrounds. Calvin knows the the Oval. Steve Asmussen definitely knows the Oval. What are your feelings on this race here? You know, Rachel Alexander is just incredible. You know, that horse is not going to get beat, I don't think. What do you think? You know, I, I agree with you completely. I, I think that Rachel, she's she's only facing a five-horse field, and she's only packing 123. Yeah. And every pound is going to make quite a difference in there. The, the only one that looks like a, is, is a nice second place, uh, uh, I'm going to use two in there, just, just in a nice little exact. Rachel on top of Clear Sailing, who's 6-1 to one with Shane Sellers. Actually, uh, three for three, and just looks really the part. Uh, three for three at Fairgrounds, and I'm also going to use the other graded runner, and that's Zardana. And John Engelhart brought this up, trained by John Sheriffs, who also trains Zenyatta. You don't think he sent a spoiler, do you? Oh, I can't imagine. No, that, that's going to ruin the payday. <laughs> you know what? You might be right because I think he wants to race for that five million dollars way I, too bad. I think so too. Well, you know, the problem here is we didn't get to hear your picks for the Rebel and the San Felipe and the Tampa Bay. We got time to do that? We got time real, real quick, and we're going to fire them up real quick. And Tampa Bay, 
we're going to go with number seven, and that is Odysseus 7-2. to two. And then we're going to move right on to Gulfstream. And Gulfstream has a bevy of cards in the Gulfstream Park Handicap. I love the five Harlem Rocker in the Gulfstream Park Handicap. In the San Felipe at Santa Anita, the grade two race there. I love the four American Lion. This is going to be my play of the weekend here. And I don't know what the odds are actually going to hold for you here, but I love American Lion. Steve, they're playing the sound. That only means one thing. It is time. We're going to close the books. And I want to thank you, my friend, for calling in and joining in here on Winning Ponies with us this evening. Let's do it again real soon, Ed. Yes, sir. Thank you, Thanks. Steve. That's been right. Steve from Union, Kentucky. Gentlemen of racing and a whole lot of fun. And time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. It has, it does, and it does every week. And I want to let you know what a pleasure it's been for me to join you, John Englehart, and Steve from Union, Kentucky, talking about the sport of kings. So until next week, when we'll be joined by Daily Racing Board columnist, handicapper, and one of racing's good guys, Mr. Marty McGee, may your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck and good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.